It is Sam Sermons, and it's another episode of What Do I Do Now? This is season one, episode three. This episode is actually one that I'm really excited about because I've always wanted to pick this person's brain in. You know, working in the same building, you may not have that conversation that you may want to have because you may work in different departments, they may work different hours as you, and that's definitely what happened. So, of course, I made it intentional to catch up with her on the podcast and really get to get a little bit more of her story. And also, the topic of the entire episode is called The Crossover. So, you'll find out what that means, but definitely stay tuned. Here's Season 1, Episode 3, featuring Bree Singleton on the What Do I Do Now podcast. It is Sam Sermons, and it's another episode of What Do I Do Now? And this one I'm very, very excited about because I get to really parlay and talk to one of the coolest people I've ever come across. Someone that I truly admire in this industry. And I no longer see her because of COVID, but um, someone I was like seeing day to day and it's always had, you know, something positive to say and or cracking on somebody in the office. So um, I would like to introduce to my listening audience to the world, Miss Bree Singleton. How are you doing this evening? Man, I'm so honored for that introduction. Like That was really, really dope. I appreciate it. But I- I'm glad to be a part of this. This is awesome. I miss you, uh, but I'm glad we're able to connect like this. Yes, got to do it one time for the one time. So, Bree, right now, you know, it, we're going through a lot, and I just want to see how you are during this COVID pandemic. How are you holding up? Oh, it's been a journey, actually. It's been pretty dope to, to see how I've grown. I don't feel like I'm the same person that I was before we were quarantined, which is really, really beautiful. Uh, I've learned a lot about my mental health. I've learned a lot about family. I've learned a lot about service, and it's kind of just... Um, I have had to reorganize my priorities and figure out what really matters to me. Some of the things that I used to care about, I just don't anymore. But my mental health is priority number one, and I feel great physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, and all that good stuff. So I- I'm in a great place, man. How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's a, <laughs> um, it's a it's a fight every week, but what I look forward to now is now that Ryan's back, things are going back into somewhat of a normal. Um, it's just exciting to do radio again um, after mm. not having a physical body up here for the longest. So yeah. it's um it's definitely getting back to pre-COVID energy, which is <laughs> was was a lot of fun. But now we're just you know reinventing a few things, and I'm actually pretty in, in a very much more secure place. So I've also done some learning as well. Good man, I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. So basically, when I got here in, to Radio One in general um, back in 2018, like I was the new kid on the block, and I ain't know mm-hmm. anybody up in here. Um, I was fortunate enough to be Ryan's producer, and he had already had a stint with Radio One. But for me myself mm-hmm. personally, I was always across the street. So when I came back, I'm like, well, I've heard about y'all. Hope y'all, you know, ain't set tripping this, that, and the other. But, <laughs> um, the one thing that really stuck out to me was just like how open and warm it was. But you in particular was a breath of fresh air and also like I think the first Halloween situation, we both came dressed up as Colin Kaepernick. So I knew mm. like we was we was down for the to get down from very, very <laughs> jump street. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, you came in, you was the ops, so we kind of had to feel you out for a little bit, see what you was all about. But yeah, we definitely clicked, uh, and I love the energy that you brought. You and Ryan both brought just this this different energy that we all kind of embraced and, and, and wanted to keep with us. So we're glad that you guys are on the team. Absolutely. And one thing I do want to dig in right now is that you used to play college ball. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that I don't re- not regret, like, not doing because mm. I wasn't trying to get up and work out early and this, that, and the other. <laughs> but um, just, like, give a quick background of where you went to school at and then uh, your position and just the whole nine. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I, I played ball my whole life. Uh, I played collegiate uh, level at University of West Georgia. I was there uh, 2014 through 2017, um, you know, women's basketball team captain, all that good stuff. I had a great time, man. It's one of the best decisions I ever made. You know, I met, met some people that you know i have relationships for the rest of my life but we competed in the uh, Sun Belt conference had a great time there uh and i actually had an internship while i was playing there internship with radio one and that's how i ended up getting the gig uh there so yeah that was pretty dope wow so basically because we both came in as interns into yep. the industry the crossover from basketball to going into radio broadcasting like what mm-hmm. was it for you that was the connection or have you always just had a communications background and wanted to do it yeah yeah that's a great question man i always knew I wanted to hoop and I kind of always knew that I wanted to be in like sports entertainment all that good stuff it's funny because I initially wanted to be like on TV I wanted to be the sports center you know what I'm saying analyst I wanted to be a sideline reporter you know uh, all, all those things and what happened was I ended up kind of you know getting to know myself and I realized okay I'm a little bit awkward sometimes and and that comes across a lot when you're on TV and so I was like you know what I speak very well Um, I I generate great ideas I'm very creative let's try radio and so from there it it was kind of always that I never had to switch my major or anything like that the University of West Georgia has a great 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 student owned and operated radio station the Wolf Internet Radio and so I kind of worked worked on that there and got really good at it and here we are. Wow, like, for one thing, I got to think I shout out my school, Ball State, who also has a student-run radio station, mm. WCRD, shout to them. And basically, the transition from basketball and understanding, like, okay, well, I know I'm going to get my fallback plan, my degree, and my career. Yeah. Were you ever trying to pursue basketball, like, trying to get to the next level, like WNBA or trying to go overseas? Because that's also an avenue for a lot of mm-hmm. uh, collegiate athletes. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so funny that you asked me that because I was one of those kids that knew I never wanted to do that. Like I knew as soon as I graduated from college, like that's it. I want to start my future. I want to jump into my career because I, I guess it was because I always knew what I wanted to do. You know, what I mean, it, it wasn't like I had to wait and figure it out. I was like, OK, as soon as I'm done hooping. I'm going to jump right into this industry, get my feet wet however I can. But it's funny because a lot of my AAU teammates are in the league right now. So I'm proud of them. And, you know, that was always their goal and they would work like it. And I I would kind of run from that work because I knew that it wasn't something that I I wanted to do long term. But my point now is that I want to make sure that athletes know that at some point the ball is going to stop dribbling and, you know, you're not going to be able to play forever. So um, by the time this airs, I'll actually have launched my nonprofit called Free Game Program to help develop athletes uh, for life after sports. Wow, that's an exclusive yeah, that I wasn't even aware of. Just this it is, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I figure, you know, now's the time, especially with all that's going on uh, in sports and athletes having to speak um, on things that are not sports and things that kind of matter outside of sports and real life issues. And so I, I figure, you know, I'll take some responsibility in helping these uh, amateur athletes grow into to you know, well-educated, professionally successful, and civilly responsible people. Because, like I said, at some point, the ball is going to stop dribbling or you're not going to be able to play anymore. All right, with the ball that stops dribbling, does that competitive nature roll over into what you did here at Radio 1? Like, was that something that motivated you and made you stand out from anyone else that may have interned with you or anything else like that? Absolutely. I feel like that competitive nature never leaves. It kind of, and that's why I'm such a proponent for sports, especially youth sports, because it just teaches you so much about life. It teaches you dedication. It teaches you to be somewhere on time and be prepared for whatever you're about to do. It teaches you how to commit to a team. It teaches you, you know, all these things. And so uh, 
when I came in as an intern, I definitely was super competitive, you know, coming early, staying late, never saying no, doing all the things that nobody wanted to do. And, you know, I feel like those things definitely panned out and, pl- and, and played to my favor because I was able to come back later and, and be embraced as a full-time employee. So, Bree, as someone that's now a five-time Stellar Award winner, um, <laughs> you know, just casually that does amazing activations coast to coast from turning into a radio personality on Praise, um, mm. one of our sister stations, how did that feel? Like, is that something that you just, like, always had in the plan, or was that something like, you know what, I think I can do this, I'm kind of good at it, you know, mm. or how did that come about? All right, yeah, so the funny thing about that was uh, I always knew that I wanted to be a personality. It just happened kind of like almost five, six years before I planned on that. I literally, at the top of the year, I wrote down some goals, and I wanted to start off, you know, as a board op, learning the board, figure out how to produce and things of that nature, and then, you know, work my way up, put in the work, and end up on air. And I ended up skipping all that. God is amazing. Skipped all that, jumped right on air uh, at 23 years old. And thank God for my brother, Ed, Ed Long Jr., who kind of has held my hand through the whole experience because he's done radio since, you know, I was a child. And we turned into a great team, um, and I've, I've kind of had to re examine my my whole plan for my life because my my dreams came true when I was 23 and so now I have to figure out you know this is called what do I do now and so I've kind of been re-examining that whole thing exactly and that's basically the whole scheme of things because <laughs> you do it out there your age like and truth be told we always like you do baby face assassin up here we already knew yeah <laughs> but no for doubt you to only be in your early 27 even like because I feel like I peaked towards my late 20s but mm. to see someone that's is passionate and is successful and has been able to juggle so much so quickly especially in this type of market it's a top 10 market this ain't mm. you know this ain't college like it's, yeah. it's great when you get the training grounds and this thing and the other but when you get to your professional level and you succeed the way you have it's got to feel great it's wild because you would think that but what happened was I actually suffered from a lot of imposter syndrome it was like okay, all this wildly amazing things are happening to me. First of all, I don't deserve any of this. Second of all, I'm not prepared. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done anything. And so I kind of had to work through that mentally and realize, one, that I am blessed. Two, I do deserve these things. And three, I can learn on a job. I'm I'm not a fool. I can figure it out. And uh, like like you said, it ended up, it's ended up being very dope. And, and I'm just glad that you know, I, I, I've been uh, steadfast in my faith and, and have people like you and, and Ryan to learn from because you guys have been so, so supportive through this whole thing. And I really appreciate you guys. Of course. I mean, at the end of the day, what I really appreciate about this company is that not only do you grow, but there's just like a welcoming atmosphere. And to be in a position where you work for a company that's black owned, black operated, mm-hmm. not just, you know, a few black faces and you don't right. know who the higher ups are. Like Kathy Hughes was up here, like I want to say once every quarter just Absolutely. to make sure everything is good. So I think we were in a great atmosphere as young professionals to, you know, really embrace the black side of urban radio mm-hmm. and to have diff- four different stations that cover the entire spectrum yep. of what our, our parents listen to and our grandparents listen to what we listen to what the yep. kids listen to it's just a great atmosphere to learn in yep 18 to 80 we we reach it all and, and especially at a time like this it's so important to be able to know that it is black owned and operated in one of the blackest cities in the country um and so it's definitely an honor so one thing I definitely want to add, because when you said it, I I, had, I was kind of taken aback. So to dig on the imposter syndrome, comment, yeah, imposter syndrome that you felt is something that I learned early on. And I definitely want to share with you now with the listeners It's more so it's not about the preparation. It's about the purpose. So if you meet mm. that purpose, 
it doesn't matter if you're prepared to get there or not. Like, their purpose is going to be there regardless. It doesn't matter when it's going to come. It doesn't matter how it's going to come or how it's going to be wrapped, whatever the case may be, because my purpose initially took me out to California. I had to do what I had to do. But I came back to Atlanta because I was that purpose was always going to be here. I wow. knew radio was going to work. Now, the preparation, even me going out to California, was the, the reach. I was going to an unknown market, and I had success there, and I'm grateful for that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, that purpose never it never leaves and once you know that God has something for you and there's always a lane it's it doesn't matter if you got to pull to the side of the road for a second you know retool put gas in the car you're getting right back on that road that's already there absolutely I think you know even though right now we're in different times and COVID-19 has changed a lot especially here in the radio aspect your purpose didn't just like oh that road wasn't stopped being paved right 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 man somebody said something to me the other day they said this quote uh God doesn't call the qualified he 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 wait well let me make sure i get this right god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies who he calls so if he wants you in that lane he's going to put you there and he'll prepare you to be in that purpose like you said and, and i think that's absolutely amazing thank you um and one more thing is more so like compared to where you were walking into the industry compared to where you are right now and the things in the process that you're doing are you happy with the level up that you've achieved or you feel as if there's still work to be done it's a, it's a great mixture of both. I feel like, um, you know, I've accomplished a lot to be so young. Like I said, still early 20s, still a lot to learn. But I feel like, you know, the ceiling doesn't really exist for me. I feel like I can leverage what I've learned so far, create new opportunities. And I feel like, um, you know, one thing about me, people have been willing to support me and it has been such a blessing. And so not being afraid to ask, you know, other people for different opportunities or, Hey, can I try this? Or, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this now. I'm not afraid to ask for those different opportunities. So I feel like there's a lot of work left to be done, but I'm absolutely trying to be cognizant of how blessed and how insane the position that I'm in right now is, you know, I don't want to think too far ahead and not realize the blessing that I have in my hands. Got you. And before I let you go for the evening, um, I definitely want you to hopefully just give someone a word real quick. Cause I know like your journey is beyond your years. And mm-hmm. I feel like the, what you've been exposed to and your level of success, like, I'm sorry. Like I, I literally had to tweet out like, yo, the stellar award winning programming <laughs> and pro- promotions expertise. Brie is just making it happen. Even when she's not even on the roster. Cause at the end of the day, a lot of that, that went into winning that fifth stellar award, which mm-hmm. no station has done before. Mm-hmm. And if y'all don't know what a stellar award is for my listening audience, it's like the, the gospel Grammys. Like it yep. is strictly for gospel music yep. and to be a radio station that has sustained this level of success success basically since she's been here is incredible and i definitely want to make sure that i give you the platform is like whatever you want to say to my listeners right now please talk your talk Bree singleson how can they reach you how can they follow you how can they get down with your personal movement man i'm everywhere at Bree underscore singleton that's b-r-e underscore singleton they can also find me at lit hits show h-i-t-z S-H-O-W. Uh, that's me and my brother, Ed, our online radio show now. So keep up with us on there. But yep, IG, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Bree underscore Singleton, B-R-E underscore Singleton. Bree, I appreciate you holding it down for the ladies, holding it down for black women, mm. holding it down for a fellow radio colleague that is trans.
transcended so many hurdles that, you know, COVID's thrown at you. And yeah. even to get the insight on the new business venture you're getting ready to go into is incredibly exciting. I'm thankful you took your time out to talk to me this evening. It is an absolute honor. Thank you so much. You could have talked to anybody, but you decided on me. And I appreciate that. And I'm proud of you, Sam. Keep doing what you're doing. We need your voice. We need your energy. And, and, and you got so much ahead of you, man. I'm excited for you. Thank you so much, Bree. We will talk to y'all next week on What Do I Do Now? It's been real. I'll talk to y'all soon. That was season one, episode three of What Do I Do Now? Again, special thank you to Bree Singleton. Definitely make sure you follow her. Definitely make sure you're subscribing to this podcast on Spotify and Anchor. And also make sure you are following me at The Real Six and the number five. I'm going live with these people on Instagram every week with the follow-up. So there's going to be another episode after this one with Bree. You definitely don't want to miss out. So definitely tell somebody to tell somebody that this is the podcast they need to be checking out. What do I do now with Sam Sermons? I'll see you next episode.